Welcome to the Neurodiverse Toolbox with Sheila Kieschlin and Paige Kieschlin. Morning, Paige. Good morning, Mom. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Kind of tired, but here we are. Yes, here we are. Right in early. Okay. Oops. Sorry, I just kicked the computer. Um. So um, today we're talking about motivation and neurodiversity. Yeah. What did you find out? What I found out. Okay. So first I like always a definition. Motivation is the desire to act in a service of a goal. Um, Motivation is usually something that is easy for most people so some people with neurodiversities have problems with motivation and other people don't. Like but you, like, you don't have any uh, problems. I'm dyslexic and I have no issue with and, motivation. But, and my boyfriend, he's neurodiverse and he has no problem with motivation at all. He's one of the most motivated people I think I know. Um, I, however, do have problems with motivation and feel like many people with ADHD, like I do, do have problems with motivation. So when I was looking it up, I had to like narrow it down between ones because typing in motivation and neurodiversities didn't really give me much. Mm-hmm. So I did motivation and ADHD first and why it happens in ADHD. So when you have ADHD, your brain makes lower levels of dopamine, which is which limits the your brain's ability to both recognize to recognize both award awards and to seek them out, mm-hmm. which acts as a result, which is a result of or lack of motivation because you're not you aren't seeking them out necessarily. You have a very interest-based brain so timmy could be really interested in exercise and fitness so he does super well in pe and health class and stuff but he might not be so interested or give a crap about math so the teachers are like well he does really good in this subject so why isn't he doing well in this subject he must be lazy and unmotivated or has a lack of willpower. Or has a lack of willpower. That's also something that I read, and that's not true. No, it's not true at all, because... Um, You're just struggling. Well, but there's... People with ADHD have super big emotions, mm-hmm. and part of motivation comes from... From... from from emotions and mm-hmm. from memory, right? So right, if you yeah. can't recall... An emotion. If you can't recall an emotion right. from a specific kind of event, then you're not motivated to, to do, do certain uh-huh. actions. Right. Yeah. But additionally, mm-hmm. um interest is an emotion. Is it? Even though most people don't is it an emotion? It, it is an emotion. Interesting. So I wouldn't so consider neurotypicals have an importance-based brain Mm -hmm. so things that they feel like are important get done first that's why a lot of them which is why a lot of them are like do the hardest thing first thing in the day and i don't want to have a great day first thing in the morning are you kidding right no my clients my clients with adhd are like no i want some like low-hanging fruit that i'm interested in first and then once they check off a couple of boxes they start to feel accomplished and then they have more motivation that makes more sense than doing the hardest thing first thing in the morning no one wants to do that well actually a lot of people want to do that a lot of people do that a lot of people with adhd want to do that that makes zero sense right so so most people though can't most people, whether they have a neurodiversity or not, can mm-hmm. only name really simple emotions mm-hmm. like, I read that too, like anger, anger, happiness, mad, sad, and um, anger. Right. The main ones. Right. Uh, and um, 
in the moment of when they're experiencing them and part of but there that that's like when you're consciously aware of your emotions but we have emotions that we're not conscious of right unconscious yeah the article that i read was so about unconscious so those unconscious emotions really play a lot into into motivation right Mm -hmm. but you're not going to be there's also this like perception for people with adhd of like perception of from other people or perception their perception of things that they have to do so if they're Mm -hmm. anticipating that an activity that they need to do is going to um take a really long time uh they'll lose motivation to do it. Right. Right. Because they don't know when it ends. Right. If they're anticipating that it's going to be boring. Right. Then they have no interest in it. Interest is an emotion. They need that to do something. Right. Right. So, or if a task they have to do is so vague to them or so big Mm -hmm. that they can't readily see the steps. Oh, yeah. Then it's just overwhelming and they won't do it. Right. Right. Of so, course. So all those things play into emotion as well. I mean, into motivation as well. Right. There's a emotion. There's a lot there. Right? Yeah, that's a lot. It is a lot. Right. Motivation is. That's overwhelming. People, people are like, just, you know, just neurotypicals are like, just jump in and do it. Or um, it works. Right. Just, just <laughs> like suck it up. Um, and. Clearly, everybody with ADHD would do that if they had the ability of doing it. So it's really not this like easy thing. I'm not willfully not doing something. It's that I can't do something. Right. I, I think that I think that if you know somebody with ADHD, that's a an important distinction. They're not willfully like being an dick and not doing They're not doing something. They right? like might just your can't. kid who doesn't do a chore isn't willfully being disrespectful. I mean, they might be. I mean, it depends on your parenting. I guess, but nine, I'm going to guess nine, nine times out of 10, 10, your kid's not trying to piss off their parent. Probably not. Right. Most kids want approval, approval from their parents, right. right? Or to be, feel loved or to feel whatever. Right. Right. So sometimes it's, Sometimes it's a memory issue. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they forget to pull all of the trash cans back up on, you know, Wednesdays once a week <laughs> because they're not doing that habit every day. Right. But sometimes it's just that they, whatever you've left them to do is so big that they can't figure out how to do it or they don't have the motivation to do it because they're not interested. Right. What else did you find out? Uh, well, uh, you, you covered a lot of my topics. Well, good. Do you have stuff but to add? I do have stories. I do have one thing though. One thing that it what was, but you kind of touched on it was ADHD paralysis. Mm-hmm. So I watched, I watched this person on TikTok before you made me get rid of TikTok. TikTok is bad for you. <laughs> and um, he was you really- don't want the Chinese government following him. No, but he did ones on, he made videos that were educational on ADHD, but also like super funny. But he did one on ADHD paralysis and how like he would, like there would be something that you were expecting to do. So usually like a meeting or something and your meeting was at like three o'clock and it was 10 o'clock in the morning and you just sit there yes, and fidget. And then the other person comes in and is like, what are you doing? I was like, I have a meeting at three o'clock. He's like, okay, that's seven hours from now. What are you doing? I was like, oh, and then he like goes on to explain what ADHD paralysis is and how he how it's like hard to do other things because you're like anticipating this one thing and you're kind of like a, a one one thing at a time you don't think like oh I can do other things they also like have trouble judging how I think for a lot of them is it time? To a lot of my clients a lot of it is they don't know how long stuff takes right? and they don't want to have to stop in the middle of something because they know the motivation to do it again, start to do it in the first place was huge for them. Right. So they don't want to have to stop. They want to bring whatever, you know, like if it's a homework assignment or something, they don't, they want to bring it to completion. They don't want to have to like 
find the motivation to start it again. So they won't even start anything because they don't know right. how long anything takes. Right. And it also that's a skill though. You can learn how long things take. That might be another born another episode because you're giving me a blank stare like you have no idea what I'm talking about. Um, and, um it will what the what the article that I read said was that uh that it was like you struggle on working on tasks that involve organizing lots of information mm-hmm. and that it can begin to feel overwhelming, obviously. And that's partly because of the weak memory. Right. It mentioned memory a lot too. And that figuring, sometimes figuring out where to start seems impossible. Mm-hmm. So then that just leads to procrastination, avoidance, and being overwhelmed and no one wants to be overwhelmed and there's all kinds of reasons to procrastinate right like some people will procrastinate because they think it's boring right so they're they're using avoidance techniques right right they might do they might do another task that seems like it's also being productive right like I need to write this paper, but instead, hey, I should do my laundry and I should clean my bathroom because those things need to be done too. That's called procrastivity when you're doing something that's productive, but also procrastinating, but also because you're avoiding something else. Um, But then there there are also people who will procrastinate because... It has to be whatever they're going to do has to be perfect. And they don't feel like they're in a position to do it perfectly. So perfectionism issues can make you procrastinate. Um, Having the perfect plan in order to do something can make somebody procrastinate, right? All these things, they all feed into each other, right? It's hard to talk about just one of them because they all feed into each other. Just like your executive function skills all feed into Right. Like being able to plan or prioritize something is going to also play into, you know, how interested you are in something or um, or how much or judging how much time that will take. Right. Like they they all feed in like we use multiple executive function skills all together. Right. Mm -hmm. And so if you need to be able to remember something and you need to be able to plan something and those skills are weak, then you're more likely to not have the motivation to do something. Right. Um, last thing that I had. Well, what about yours? What about my what? motivation? What about your motivation? Where do you see it? Oh. Like, where does it show up for uh, you and where is it well, hard to get it to show up? Motivation. So was motivated today to get up and finish the finish my research for this podcast because today is mine and my boyfriend's six-month anniversary it's a big thing and we planned on doing something so and I had an appointment today too yeah, yeah so, so I think the appointment was the first motivation was, right? like, yeah I have to get up I have to get up for early. this but I'll also have to finish writing down the last little bit of my stuff so I was so motivated to get up at 6 30 even though when my alarm went off I wanted to turn it off and turn on a different alarm being like I'm going back to sleep but I did not do that because you had because external external accountability Um, so external accountability is very helpful for people with adhd yes Um, especially if it involves another person yeah like not just like i have to turn in this assignment i mean that helps sometimes a hard deadline of like oh it's due by 11 59 p.m um that helps (laughs) um for some people but for some people they need something stronger which Mm -hmm. would be like person somebody's a a person's waiting for me so i need to because you don't want to disappoint them especially if it's somebody that like you're closer with Mm -hmm. or you don't want to get charged for an appointment that you didn't go to that's true too you don't want that or my appointment was a med check i'm almost out of medication i want the medicine because i don't want to be unmedicated because that's no fun for anybody for anybody (laughs) especially me right especially you but so yeah 
Um, what about other things? Or like, what um, about when you were in school? When I was in school. Because you always did your homework and turned it in. Okay. So what motivated yeah. you then? Um, well, from like after I was like diagnosed and everything. I'm so sorry. Didn't warn you. So, yeah, just I didn't warn you. I'm sorry. I should have warned you. It smells like gingerbread. It's really strong. Sorry, I shouldn't be sniffing things. It's I'm fine. clearly fidgeting while we're it's recording. So, it's fine. You can play with it. But no, that's good. Um, Keep sorry. going. So, <laughs> school. Um, after I was, so I had really no motivation before seventh grade because right. undiagnosed ADHD. That's fine, I guess. After seventh grade and after I was medicated and got my stuff somewhat put together, because I was still 12, so I didn't have my stuff put together. I, and I like wanted to be a teacher. I wanted to go to, there was one school that I wanted to go to. Spoiler alert, I didn't end up going to this school, but it was, got into all the schools I you did apply did to. get into all of the schools, and it was one of the schools that I did apply to, but it was a school that was really well-known for their teaching program. I mean, it wasn't a hard school to really get into, but I wanted to make sure that I got in. So I, I would study and do my homework and everything. I also didn't want to get into trouble or grounded or given a detention. So I did so those homework. smaller immediate immediate uh, I was afraid that you would get mad at me and ground me or something, and I wanted to be able to do what I wanted. So I did the things sure. I was supposed to do. So again, <laughs> the immediate external accountability yes. and then helped you meet the longer term goal. And then in high school, Alexis would get straight A's. Alexis also had, you know, Paris who helped her and everything. I was like, well, if Alexis can get straight A's, clearly I can get straight A's too. I never got straight A's. That's a whole apples and oranges comparison, but okay. I know, but it was, and Jack was getting straight A's. And then I was just like, okay, apples and oranges. Like, and then, well, no, this is how I felt. And then I was like, okay, well, these two losers have straight A's. They're not losers. They're not losers. But this is 14-year-old Paige. 14-year-old Paige thought they were losers. Not really, though. <laughs> but if they can get straight A's, if my sister can get straight A's and my 10-year-old brother can get all A's or whatever. The equivalent. The is. equivalent of, in elementary school. I can surely get straight A's. I didn't. Nowhere near straight A's. I did get A's. Good. You had a... I had really a decent decent GPA. GPA. I better beat, than a lot. <laughs> yes. I did beat myself up over not getting the straight A's though, because I like tried so hard. Okay, at least I I yet. felt like I did. But maybe I didn't. Maybe I did something wrong. No, you didn't um, work hard. However, I feel like most of the motivation in high school was from the fact that there's so much structure. Yep. Because that motivation immediately went away when I went went to UNC. Yep. Which is why I failed most of my classes. Yes, there was no structure. There was no structure there. Um, I don't want to There should have been. There should have been more. I also didn't do what I was. I should have done. I didn't advocate. Right. You certainly weren't reaching out. I wasn't doing the things I should have done, but also school wasn't doing what they were supposed to be doing. No, the disability service center. Miserably. Miserably. Um, off topic but if you're in school and you need your books do not go to like that like a disability center they can like do things with the books to make them that way but it takes forever just go to i think it's called like bookshare or something bookshelf 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 and you can buy your books automatically like digitally or well digitally and it reads to you and you can do it on like your phone a computer I have it on my iPad so I could listen to it and can take like notes and stuff that worked better it worked way better and you get it automatically you didn't have to buy the book and then because you can rent these audiobooks if you bought, a, you would have to buy the book in order to get it because they have to unbind it. So you have to buy the book. You can't rent it. But on Bookshelf, you can rent them if you don't want to buy them. As an audio. As an audio. Which is very cool. Which is very cool and I think less of a hassle. Sure. I mean, having the correct 
having the correct things immediately. Like you get it. It's motivating. It is. <laughs> like you have your stuff. Right. If you're not already <laughs> behind, you're in college and you're not already, already behind. behind. Right. So I guess the big, a big part is don't get behind. Don't get behind. If you want your motivation to be good when you're yeah. in college. And then because you didn't have problems when you came home and then went to community college. And plus then I was also supposed to have this note taker who was supposed to take notes and then they would get emailed to me and that never happened. So you can also buy like, I don't remember what these pens are called, but you can buy these pens with these special papers that record. Mm -hmm. You want to get permission first before you use it because you can't just go around recording people. That's illegal. You have to get permission first. So if you have like a, an accommodation thing or something, you can get it on the accommodations and then you're allowed to do it. Just don't go around recording people though. That's not cool. But back to what we are supposed to be talking about, motivation. Um, it's somewhat related. It is somewhat it's not related. having your um, correct tools. Make correcting your tools. I feel like when you're in school, like elementary school through high school, there is, whether you're neurotypical or not, or neurodiverse or not, it's more structured and there's more accountability it and it's easier to be motivated than when, somebody's checking on when you someone's consistently <laughs> checking on you and being like, oh, hey, you missed class. This is what you missed. In college and in the adult world, nobody cares. No one cares and it's up to you. <laughs> It's up to you to do that because you're a big you're a big kid now, and yeah. So now the next one I did was in autism. Um, autism, it's kind of similar to ADHD. It's very well not this part, but they're rule based thinkers and they're interest based thinkers. And I mean, nothing I read said this, but I feel like. Because they are really into like schedules and stuff and everything being that I feel like if Did something like goes routine? off track, I feel like like, oh, we have to do this now instead. I feel like that motivation to do that because it's not in the schedule would be harder to do. Yes. They, but they I mean struggle I struggle with um an executive function skill of flexibility. Flexibility. So they're they're they don't if a plan doesn't go the way it's supposed to go, then I could see that being unmotivated. have trouble thinking of alternatives. Right. So part of it is that we're talking in an extreme gross generalizations here. So <laughs> like, like basically extremely like gross. So, so, so this might not be true for everyone. Right. It's, it's not. It's not the same for everyone. So, but they have trouble thinking of alternatives sometimes right. and and if things don't go the way they were expecting or planning then they also sometimes have some emotional dysregulation of which of course makes it then harder to right. think of a of new course. plan right of course mm -hmm. but um, they also have like people with ADHD like we were saying I know but people with ADHD we were saying have um like for you have the big external accountability, especially if it's another person Yeah. as an extreme gross exaggeration example. Again, they're not motivated by relationships or social engagement or people. Yes. What did you have to say about that? I had this whole article was talking about it. I have an example too. Nice. Okay. So, for the lack of it's not that they necessarily don't want to you know socialize with people i mean like some people some autistic people don't want anything to do with people and that's fine and some are overly and friendly some are overly <laughs> friendly and want to be friends with everybody um but many people on the spectrum i guess are either oblivious to social things or they don't care they're unconcerned with it but that's not everybody i'm not saying that all autistic people hate society because totally that's not, not true, true. That's, not true that's not true at all um but an example but or they are unconcerned about other people's ex expectations so for let's say that timmy 
is six years old. And Timmy's autistic. Timmy and all the other six-year-olds know how to tie their shoes. However, Timmy doesn't have an interest or doesn't want to, or has no interest, no particular interest in tying his own shoes. A teacher or a parent of a neurotypical, like someone uh, talking to like a neurotypical child could be like, oh, look, all of like, but all of the other kids know how to tie their shoes. Look, all the other kids are tying their shoes. Don't you want to be like those other kids? And the child's going to be like, yeah, I want to be like those other kids because they want those, that approval of the teacher or the adult and all of the other children because six-year-olds. Nobody wants to be different. No one wants to be it's different, especially, especially when you're like little, you want everyone's approval because you, you Want to We're be friends. Most people are designed to be that way. Yes. However, you can't say to little Timmy over here, look at all of the other kids. They're tying their shoes. They He doesn't care that everyone else can tie their shoes. He doesn't want to tie his shoes. So he's probably He doesn't not, feel the need he doesn't to drive, drive to be because like he else. doesn't necessarily want to be like everyone else. He doesn't necessarily want to be like everybody else. He sometimes can't see the perspective of what the benefit is of tying your own shoe i mean this is fine when you're six but like if timmy was 11 and still didn't want to tie his shoes that might be a bit of a problem Timmy's gonna get slip on shoes timmy's gonna get slip on shoes okay <laughs> timmy can do that um, as can all the people who have dyspraxia i would love that like in back to the future too when they have those self-tying shoes where are those huh we're in 2022. They should have been here by now. No, instead we have slip-on shoes. We do have that slip look on like shoes. sneakers. Uh, those look ugly though. Hey, these <laughs> shoes are very nice. Thank you very much. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Um. Let's see here. Art. It's yeah. Autistic people react differently to behavioral motivators. Often lack the skill or often lack the skills and desires that push their peers to achieve socially approved social so, approval appro socially approved goals so like when everyone else has like, this goal maybe like like when you're detention in class not <laughs> or like seniors in high school most or at least long ago probably not now but most, most, if not all seniors in high school planned to have a goal to go to college. But if like, I know I didn't like going to, like I still wanted to because like, obviously, but <laughs> I didn't end up liking, I didn't end up liking it. So maybe like not everyone wants to go. And so you didn't have that same goal. Or even smaller, just general social. Social goals, like to social make rules. Social rules. So, social, unspoken social rules about how to fit in with a group of people talking. Oh. Hmm. Right. And so I think a piece of that for people with autism is like face blindness. Mm -hmm. Where they're not really picking up nonverbal social cues or like some sarcasm. people, um, right? That's tone of voice, but oh, yeah. Um, no. But maybe I'm not too sure. <laughs> so, just like if you notice whether or not somebody like looks like they're bored when they're talking to you, or if somebody is like checking their watch to see if they can walk away from you, or really, oh. not everybody. Not all people who are autistic would pick up that I feel like social, that, that nonverbal. When it's that the obvious, though, like they're looking at their watch. Yeah, and but they're, they're not seeing it because they're so interested in telling you about whatever, whatever. they're telling you about. Right. right. So they're not picking up those things. They can't read facial expressions. Again, gross exaggerations here. Um, right. And so they don't see those cues mm -hmm. and sometimes they don't really see the value in surface level conversations so they mm -hmm. don't like the hey how you doing what are you doing today kind of conversations because right. they're not meaningful and they they're usually looking for a more in, in depth. depth meaningful conversation right <laughs> so so the 
the motivation for them that they struggle with is more that social motivation to be like ex- accepted in society, you know, to bl- to blend. To blend in. Right, which is a big motivator for most people, especially in like middle school, high school, college. I mean, everybody says they want to be their own unique individual, but everybody knows it's bad, quote unquote. Everybody okay. knows it's bad, bad to not be like everybody else, yeah. right? Which is dumb, but whatever. It is dumb. <laughs> um, okay. Outcomes. Yeah. So, I mean, this isn't really an, well, I guess it is an outcome that kind of reflects back on you, but you shouldn't really care, but other people around you who yeah, are. But you're going to care about sometimes. If you're yeah. not motivated to do your work at work, you're going to lose your job. You are so going that, to, so, so, but like people yeah. think that you're unmotivated or you're lazy. Or flaky. Or flaky. Right? Or you like, just like don't care. You don't want your boss thinking you don't care yeah that you're flaky yeah that's how you lose your job yes especially in the state we live in we live in colorado so you work at pleasure and you can be fired at any reason for any reason at any time Mm -hmm. right so um so you definitely want to appear like you like your job and you're capable of doing it yes right um it can affect your social life, your personal life, your work life. If people around you don't think that you're mode, or if you're not motivated to do something specific that could affect something. So like your taxes, your taxes, do your taxes. So you don't Pay have to do. Um, um, or get fined even more. Mm-hmm. Or I have, I have as clients one half of, um, like people who are going through couple couples counseling and so what the the half that has the neurodiversity has been referred to me um to work on managing their neurodiversity and so often people are fine with their jobs right they're they're working in a field that they're interested in and most of my clients have no problem being motivated at work and excelling at like what they're good at right right the problem is that at home, they're not motivated to help with the dishes or the laundry mm-hmm. or the yard work. And that's where it causes problems right. in relationships. Of course. Right. You have to, you have to chip in. <laughs> Your spouse doesn't want to do all the housework, especially if they're working as well. Yes. Um, self-esteem. You are being told that you're lazy and being told that you're unmotivated or being told that you're flaky, that's going to affect anyone's self-esteem. Well, and also just the story you're telling yourself, like, yeah, sometimes it's a, like, I really think I want to do this. I really have the intention of, you know, writing a book or, um, or, like picking up a new hobby or whatever they tell themselves that they're interested in doing, or they have an intent to do Mm -hmm. and then not doing it can cause a lot of like shame or guilt. Right. right? So we done one on shame and guilt. I think it's on the schedule. Okay. Well, I had, I don't remember what it was. You're digressing. Oh, sorry. Um, I'm sorry. Okay. Um, hacks. Because I don't have any other outcomes. Okay. Unless you have other outcomes. I think we're good. Okay. Hacks. Um, have one that's so that said, um, writing writing down your like physically writing down your goals can make them seem more real uh-huh. than if you just kept them in your head. Because that way you also like don't forget about it because it's written down and you can see it. I would even say like go further and write it somewhere where publicly other people can see it. But there's actually a website. Oh, I can't. I wouldn't put my goals out on the internet (laughs) because the internet is forever. There is. And there are trolls out there. There Don't tell them that. I'll see if I can find it. Um, I'm really sorry. Um, but. You there's also this app called like randomly remind me. Oh, that it can like 
randomly remind you, like literally, like, like randomly? get a text randomly that says, "Hey, you know, you want oh, to?" I've had whatever. that. Um, I think it's originally designed to like have people like drink more water during the day. Yeah, but... that's what I used it for. But then I got like used to what it did. I feel like it, they should have it where it makes different sounds each time because I got used to like, oh, I know what this is. Uh, and then well, I just ended up ignoring it. The one there, there the one I'm talking about it literally like it sounds like a text when it comes. Oh, maybe and it you don't know when to expect it. Oh, then I'm talking about something. Else. So um so yes writing it down can be helpful mm -hmm. for some people saying it is just as effective as writing it mm -hmm. um what else um well how to adhd has a uh has a video about adhd and motivation, motivation and basically what her video is saying is make whatever you're doing urgent mm -hmm. because you work better under pressure, Yep. but you don't want to actually wait until the last minute to write a 10 page paper. No, no, don't do, don't wait until the last day, 24 hours, 24 hours, 12 hours to do it. Give yourself like a different deadline that much. Give yourself like an actual, like have a friend. Oh, well, I guess it depends. I don't think this would work in college. But you could have like a the teacher give you like a different deadline. I mean, you this could might... have different checkpoints. checkpoints. Or you could like, <laughs> if you use like the writing center on your college campus, or if you use if you have just like writing a tutor, you could make sure that you have it into the writing center. Yeah, by before, a specific time. Like, you you want to give yourself eight hours before it's truly due. <laughs> you want to give yourself time. To edit it and correct it because or you just want to plan for emergencies yeah. i think this is what people with adhd don't do they, they think thing. something is urgent and then they're like oh this will be my plan and they tend to think really positively like nothing could possibly go wrong but like no. if in a 40 eight hours of when you're gonna write your 10 page paper don't do this Please. um you have a snowstorm or you have um severe weather mm -hmm. or flooding or mm -hmm. whatever and your internet goes out no you're truly screwed truly you're truly truly screwed right because and your the teacher might be like oh and you can just all turn it in when the electricity goes back on but you can't because you didn't write it yeah right and everybody else probably did had it mostly finished right mm -hmm. so you have to plan for emergencies which you don't have to plan for is like when i was in school i had to plan for like i have to go to the printing center in my college campus to print it because Boomer. most teachers don't want you tell me don't want a hard copy right but if you do need a hard copy and you don't own a printer then you do have to go somewhere and to that, print it. that costs money to the library the library yeah. charges you per yeah, page. They do. Um, right. So you got to plan for other things, right? And if you have ADHD, you should be doubling how long you think it takes. <laughs> so if you think it's going to take you three hours, plan on six. six. I'm not saying it's going to take you six, but you should plan, plan on six. Okay. And then the other thing that she said, was to make whatever you're doing new seem yep. new and exciting. New, novel, urgent are all big ADHD movies. And uh, try to make it something that you're interested in somehow. Or make it challenging in some yeah. way. Challenges. That will keep your brain interested. Um, you tell a trusted person what you plan on doing so they can keep you accountable. You really need somebody, though, who's, like, going to be really direct and tell you the truth. You right? can don't use my mom. Like... <laughs> She's great at that. You don't want to pick somebody who, like... Her email is on her website. <laughs> it's also at the end of this. <laughs> or your email's on the end of this, or they could still get me through that. Um, you don't want to pick somebody who, like, is going to enable you in any way. Oh, it's okay. Oh, just yeah. show some self-love and forgive yourself. You don't want somebody who, 
I mean, don't get me wrong. They're great. You should forgive yourself and you should have self-love. There needs to be this balance of like, you need to get your stuff done <laughs> and you should love you. Right. So yeah. like if they're checking in on you and you haven't done anything yet, then there needs to be some kind of plan. Like, okay, you and I are now going to go to the library and do this. And I'm going to do my homework and you're going to write your paper at the same table. Right. Mm -hmm. Or we're going to go, you know, wherever is a good location for you to work. Um, and environments are really important. That should be a topic oh, we talk about. Don't go. It's, it's like looking out the window. I made this mistake in college. Yeah. Don't go to the library and look out a window, especially if it has a really pretty view. You'll spend most of the time looking at the window. There are different. Everybody has a different sort of like environment that is good for them to work in, right? Some mm -hmm. people need absolute silence. Some people need a I mean, little bit of a, you know, ambient noise. Some people mm -hmm. need whatever, right? There's little study rooms that have no, nothing on the walls. Those are free. I used those when I went to Front Range. I used those. Those are usually good for most of my students. Mm -hmm. All right. What other? Um, said, keep your goals reachable and achievable. Yes. You cannot work out for three hours every day. Nobody so, can do that. Well, I'm sure there are people who do it, but that's all they do. That's literally all they do. That's <laughs> so, probably people who like train people it's probably not great for you no don't do that right keep them too much of anything's not good to keep them at something that you know that you can do i think the other thing is like if you're a student though and you're like last semester i had you know a 2.4 and this semester i want to get a 4.0 mm -hmm. that's not realistic mm -hmm. try like a maybe a 3.5 Try like a three. A three? Let's a just three. try and get to a three. Three, okay. Right? Like, let's... Three still good. Right? That's the whole idea of, like, if you're shooting so big it's not achievable, then, then you're going to become very unmotivated and mm -hmm. very frustrated, and you're going to be filled with... Like, that's just a great shame. way to fill yourself with shame. Yes. Right? Like a three. Three's All Bs are great. Bs are a, good. Especially if you were getting... A mixture of A's, B's, C's, and D's, right? Like that's still a step up. Mm -hmm. Um, give yourself breaks. Mm -hmm. You don't want to work like continuously because then you'll just burn yourself out, and then you won't get anything done. And it will become disinteresting, mm -hmm. and then you're not really working. Then you're yeah. just distracted. Yeah. Um, staring out the pretty window at the library, apparently, with a beautiful lake. I couldn't see the mountains because I was in, in Gray Lake, but a beautiful lake. And I could just look at all the people walking around and biking and sleeping with the squirrels. It was a great time. Um, if you have, like, break down a more stressful or overwhelming project into smaller amounts of time. Seriously, though, like, if people knew how to do this strategy, they would know, do it. I know. I so, so here's... Here's that's just what Google here's my actual advice. I'm sorry. My advice would be discuss it with somebody on how to break it down. So if oh, that means a trusted person, a trusted person. So if that means it's your mom and you call her, that's fine. Your mom loves you. Moms She'll still great. do that for you, even if you're away at college. Um, Hopefully, right? She will. Um, or or get a coach or. Or use a friend who will truly do it for you, right? Not a friend who will be like, let's not do that. Let's go out drinking instead. That's no. a bad idea. Um, no, no. Or go to office hours. Oh, yeah. Your I think this or, um, um, shoot, what are they called? center, no, writing center, no. TAs, recitations. Oh, yes. Your, um, if you advisor. have advisor. Right? Like develop relationships with trusted adults, even though you're technically an adult too. Another adult. Or the people at things. the disability center. They can be, right? But like, I can't tell you how many college students have I've taken on as clients in like right after midterms because they failed all their midterms or right before finals because they have to get A's on all their finals in order to pass their classes. Mm. This is probably not going to happen, right? You're, you're, that semester is probably a wash, right? But that's okay. 
But when I talk to them, they've really allowed their anxiety to get out of control. And so now they're like afraid to go to their office hours and tell their teacher and they're not doing well, right? So if you use the motivation in the beginning of like the whole external accountability, I have like, tell your teacher, I'm coming to office at the end of class. If you don't go to a university where you're like English classes, 400 people. Or you go to a smaller university. If you go to a smaller university, I would suggest that for people with ADHD and autism anyway. Mm -hmm. um, Use that external accountability by saying, I'm going to come to your office hours on Tuesday, right? And now you have an appointment, Mm -hmm. right? And so they're expecting you. So you should go Mm -hmm. and you should do it. pretty regularly and even in classes like obviously if you're taking like a math class and you're a math genius you don't need to do that right Mm -hmm. but if you're taking a writing class and you've never been a great writer but you're doing okay you still want to go to those office hours and talk to those teachers just to have them sort of like know you're trying really hard yeah Right. If people know you're putting in some effort or that you're trying in some way or that you intend to try Mm -hmm. or that it's important to you, they're more likely to help you out when you're in a big bind. Yeah. Right. Like also, if you have accommodations, you need to be talking to those teachers anyway. Well, you take all your tests in a testing center. Usually, like, well, well, at least my university would email them. They do get emailed, but I I also always told them to. I always told always them. check. I always tell students to check. Yeah, check in with your teachers. Talk to your teachers. Have good relationships with your teachers, because quite frankly, not only do you want a good grade in that class, mm-hmm. but this person is in the field that you want to study yeah. potentially, and so they're a good person to have in your life. Yes. Anyway. Yes. Right. So a little off the topic, but. No, I mean, do you have anything else for hacks for motivation? Mm-hmm. Personal experiences. Personal experiences. That's what I'm trying that to help. Um, you could, um, well, this math class that I took, well, it was a teacher's math class. So really, you learned how to teach math, mm-hmm. like in several different ways. And me and a group of these girls, we both, we took it both times because like the class was for whatever reason, really hard. Like it was really simple math. I was learning about those, like, you know, those blue blocks that you used to use the time, the tens things with. Yes. We were doing that type of math, first grade math. And for whatever reason, it was really difficult because you can't really teach someone how to teach it. You kind of just have to figure out different ways. But we created like this group and we would like study together and we would text each other and stuff. So if you have, especially if you already have a major and you know some people in your class or something. Say having a having people that ha- that are in the same major with you I feel like would be better because you're all motivated I would to- even say like a study buddy in every class and mm-hmm. not the other study buddy not the other kid in the class who's struggling that's yeah, a bad that's manage. not good so he's doing well in that class yes. but I would say a buddy in everything I have this one guy he, he works at a university mm-hmm. so he works in an office he's not a student mm-hmm. He, um, he a teacher? he's no, he's not a professor. He okay. like works in the admin department. Okay. And so he, um, his ADHD is a 504 at work, mm-hmm. you know, like he can get to work between, you know, nine and nine 30 and still not be considered late. And he's got some other stuff. Um, but he, he's in his like mid to late forties, but he still has like a work mom. He's got this person like at work who like checks in on him and is like, what three things are you going to get done today? Or what's like top priority for the day? Or is this this an older woman? Or No, she's like 
up here, right? Uh -huh. But <laughs> he just calls her her work mom. Uh -huh. You can call it whoever you want, right? It could be your like work buddy instead of a study buddy. I don't care who it is. But you should have somebody at wherever you are, whether it's in a class or at work, who's going to like be some accountability who maybe maybe isn't your boss. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying your boss isn't a good person. A lot of my clients do use their bosses and they ask their bosses for like really specific timelines. Like, hey, get it to me by the end of the week. Right. It's not helpful for a person <laughs> with ADHD. You want to say like, I expect to have this on my desk by noon on Friday. That's helpful, right? So I've definitely had clients who have asked their bosses for those kinds of deadlines for everything, right? Mm -hmm. So if they're working on a project, they break down all the pieces of the project and ask for deadlines for each of those pieces from their boss. Right. But not every boss wants to be that micromanagey, right? Yeah. So I've had some clients just do it with a colleague. And sometimes it's another colleague with ADHD, but mm -hmm. sometimes it's just like a colleague who like really likes them or thinks they're funny or wants to hang out with them because people with ADHD are pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and so... So the, all these ideas of like what to do in college or high school mm -hmm. to make yourself motivated can't be translated into An your work environment, world. right? You can do the same thing. Like I have a client who folds his laundry at the same time his kids fold their laundry and they all have ADHD and, and they're they all seeing each other. They, they do. They race. Oh, I used to race. Right. Jack and Alexis. right? Or, um, or another guy will just say to his wife, like, I'm really having trouble getting this thing done you asked me to do. Can you, like, come and talk to me while I do the thing you asked me to do? Right? <clears throat> so external accountability, make it interesting, set a deadline to make it urgent, but not a, like, crazy urgent, yeah, reasonable urgent. Mm -hmm. All those things are helpful. Yes. Yeah. Are we done? Yes. Awesome. Say goodbye. Bye. Or boy. Boy. Thank you for listening. If you wanted to coach with me, see my information at bigbangcoaching.net. If you are interested in emailing us, you can reach us at the ndtoolbox at gmail.com. And if you wanted to see our website, please go to the neurodiverse toolbox.com podbean.com. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Neurodiverse Toolbox.